This time on TNT. I got my phone fixed, but did I? I talk about my boy's high school formal. And insurance, more like can't win insurance. That's all coming up right now on TNT. Hello. There he is. How's it going, bud? Good. It's been a minute. It has been. Um, I did a little West Coast rip uh, to Ojai, California, and then to Vegas for a few days, as I do every year on my anniversary, um, to work with a uh, 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 pharma group that I've worked with for a long time. Bunch of great buds and nice people. Um, but I got the uh, I got the food poisoning. Oh. So we were hoping to do a sneaky whispered Vegas hotel rip, and then. Yeah. I could tell, if you ever have it, like, your first bite of something, you're like, I don't know. Seems oh. a little off. So I Oh, like the actual, the eating part, you're like, hold up. Well, the, <laughs> it's not like the act of eating, like the food itself. I That's what I'm saying. Like, you're eat, like the bites you're taking, you're like, wait, a, this isn't, I don't know if this is full yes. on good idea. Oh, that's the scariest. Here's something Cause that, interesting. Because you could probably feel it at, at that point, feel it going down your throat and then into your stomach and almost like know that it's like casting this dark weight. Well, I for some reason they serve a lot of shrimp in Vegas and remember the royal family can't eat shrimp because a third of the food poisoning cases uh, are apparently born out of shrimp. Didn't know that. But shrimp and also in a place that's nowhere near the ocean. Yes. I'm like, mm. So I was so avoiding was- shrimp like crazy. Went nowhere near the shrimp. So the options were, you can imagine in catering, you're feeding a bunch of people, a bunch of crew folks, production folks. Um, there was like a shrimp salad, no thanks. And then there was a turkey and pastrami wrap. And I'm like, well, given the options, I think I'm a turkey pastrami guy. So yeah. it, on the downside, it had a lot of mayonnaise. And I'm not a mayonnaise fan to begin with. But a thin skiff or thin veneer of mayonnaise is fine. I don't want it to show up at the corners of my mouth after you take a bite. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. It shouldn't be a filling. It should be a a condiment. Um, So I took a bite and some mayonnaise squirted out. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) But I thought, oh, you know what? It's just too much mayonnaise. That's that's all it is. Um, So why don't you... Uh, like scrape some off and kind of pound another bite. So I scraped it off and took another bite. And I was like, no, I don't, I'm not enjoying this. And this has never happened in my so-called career. I was then on stage for a couple of hours and making a plan for if this does go sideways, how do I uh, circumnavigate it? Should I walk off the stage? Um, should I uh, just keep going? Um, I had a co-host, fortunately. So I just uh, said to uh, myself, if I have to go, I will just know that Jeff will carry on and I'll just excuse myself and walk off the stage and get sick if I have to. But I didn't. But I've never in my so-called career had a moment where I was like, okay, I'm going to make an exit strategy just in case. That's- that's scary. Could feel the beads of sweat on my forehead. Like, is this going sideways? So at the risk of oversharing, uh, finished the gig, 
walked briskly to my room and then spent the next 40 hours uh, between the bed and the bathroom and beyond. <laughs> oh, oh, no. It's the worst. Arguably, of the um, easily cured illnesses, it's got to be the worst. Yeah. Because it's, it's just, well, you feel like you're on that borderline threshold of dying when you're really, when it's really bad. Yeah. On both, like, and it just keeps, like, you feel these waves of stomach pain and sickness. Like, that's, yeah, because it's like a really bad fever. Same thing. Like, you're, you're just so sick. Yes. And you feel so bad. Yes. Fortunately, this was uh, one uh, exit point, not both, because that sometimes happens. And that is especially devilish. You know what I mean? When yeah, you're just no. exploding from every... Yeah, there's no stopping anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it wasn't that, which is good. But it's... I remember a doctor saying to me years ago, there's no such thing as 24-hour flu. It's food poisoning. If you get sick and then you get better. So I just kept thinking, I, I just need to limp to the 24-hour mark and then I'll rally. It's kind of like being seasick in a way. The second Ugh. it's done, it's just kind of done. And or like, yeah, that. or like being super hungover. That's what everyone probably thought <laughs> that you were in Vegas. Right, <laughs> right. because it was like uh, Valentine's Day and it was Super Bowl weekend and uh, oh, Vegas yeah. was lit. Must have been nuts. Well, you see, you see people going at three in the afternoon in spandex dresses and high heels and tuxes and pomade and like they're in it for the night and you just imagine if you dissolve to 15 hours later what does it all look like because that's early no. to get your start no i know it, most people that are tr doing that kind of stuff they're blacking out by the by the first quarter of the football game exactly um did you watch the football game and what did you think of rihanna I did watch the football, uh, more for the uh, festivities of the hangout with the fam. Yeah. And the reason to have, I guess, unjustifiable snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Guacamole. But, but uh, yeah, but, uh, no, I thought it was a good. It was just, you know, it's become such a spectacle that it's more about the visuals now than the audio, to be honest, like the performance of the the singing yeah because you can clearly tell that there's a very strong recorded vocal that they sing along with you know yes. what i mean so so it's like that part of it is is kind of a given so that's everybody now and i think it's got more to do with the sound engineers that work for the cbs or fox or whatever the broadcasting sound engineers want it a certain way and you, they cannot get that vocal with and once they hear it, once they hear a track and, and deal, work with it, they're like, okay, that's what we have to have. So I'm sure there's an element of that always now with it. No matter who's playing the Super Bowl, the, 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 the vocals have to kind of have this track going, it seems. Well, not to compare Jonovision to the Super Bowl, but I know when we did like high school battle of the bands, for example... Uh, our sound people's argument was you guys can't recreate live the performance level and sound quality in just a couple of takes that you can from your CD. So 
just give us a, just do live vocals to track. That is our best chance of making you sound great. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure some of that is at play for someone like Rihanna. It's also, uh, it's not normal that someone would sing for 12 minutes straight. So it's not like yeah. a concert environment where you can do a costume change or get a sip of water or whatever. Um, yeah. I spoke so, to yeah. a guy who was there who said, usually the halftime shows are uh, created for TV. Like they're very visual and um, by, for TV by design. He said, of the Super Bowls I've been to, and he's been to many, this one was the most enjoyable in the room because yeah. of all the flying up and down and rigging and stuff. Like it was a pleasure mm -hmm. to watch there. And yeah, I kind of got that sense for sure. Yeah, and I think in terms of the aesthetics and the visual, it was incredible. Like, it was amazing uh, the way the stages were, the way the dancers were dancing, and how simple all the costumes were. And it just, like, it was perfect in terms of what you're trying to do for a performance. And banger after banger, just like always, right? Unbelievable. So, so banger that, that, fast. Yeah. So that's the thing, like, you just, if you can, and it, it's it's hilarious now that you you can't even do full songs anymore. I don't know when the last time there were for yeah, full right. songs, but it's just medleys of literally a minute and a half of each track or something. So, I wonder and, and if you're there's just a going strategy the for the hits. artist of that. Is it like, I, I want to remind oh, people yeah. of all my songs so that hopefully they'll no. download as many of these as possible? Again, that's probably working with the producers too. Like they they want specifics, right, of the yeah. set list and what's happening and the choreography and all that stuff. So it's uh, coordinated with with people. Not not it's not like a show and you can just do your thing. It's more of a like a when you do television shows in the in the eighties or whatever. You come on and it's like no, you're not playing your own song. You're playing this song with Tommy Hunter <laughs> is in the band, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> or it's like you're playing, you know, with some two other people that that you don't normally in this and you're going to just run through a couple hits at the same time. So it's just bizarre in that regard, but it it uh it makes sense for how how everything's cut up now anyway, you know, mash up music and all that stuff. Um like you hit, you know that. So that I hate it more than anything. This music that has like a hit song for ten seconds, and then another completely different song, all to the same cheesy beat. You know the ones I'm talking about. Yeah, of course. It's yeah, like it's really a classic example of the attention span of the people that like that stuff. Um, it's not. It's not just kids. It's just. People that love thing that can't listen to something for more than forty seconds without getting bored. Right, the TikTok generation. Mm -hmm. It's funny because she took some heat for not having special guests or like. Um, she, That's a she no. I thought have, that was awesome. Yeah, she, do that. Uh, everybody should do that. What's more, didn't cool the weekend than, like, do being confident enough to say I sustain this twelve minutes? Listen, didn't to how the many weekend have. not have any guests? Oh yeah, I don't remember any. Yeah, so he I, also put ten mils of his own money into the production. Remember all the mirrors and stuff, all the yeah. DAC mirrors. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, all the GAC mirrors. Plus, everywhere. she's pregnant. 
She hasn't performed yeah. in seven years. And she came out and crushed 12 minutes of major hits. Like, good for her. And at 100 feet in the air or whatever. Like, that's not something I could do, that's yeah. for sure. You just realize, I listened to Katy Perry on Smartless, and you realize how much of a margin for error it is. And the average viewer, if something did go sideways, wouldn't say, man, um, I bet there wasn't enough budgeted for pre-production. They'd say Katy Perry sucked. And I think that is the immense mountain of pressure that people don't consider. Like, if anything goes sideways, it's Rihanna's name, right? Yeah. No, for sure. You really, uh, well, with the opportunity, because no matter who it is, the next day your songs are charting everywhere. So there's that, no matter what, you have a big bump in your career and your brand or everything that, that, that you're trying to do. So there's no, I don't think you could really suck and then you're all of a sudden you go away the people that generally are doing super bowl halftime shows are always like kind of guaranteed legendary or else you're not in the running right do you know what um counter programming i really liked chris stapleton doing the anthem like so distilled down and and subtle and tasteful compared to a huge uh, dance music medley, right? Yeah, for sure. He crushed well, he's it. a great, great artist. Great artist, man. And I'm not normally a fan of changing the melody a little bit here and there and a song that's as iconic as the Star Spangled Banner, but he did kind of riff in and out of the waves in a way that pleased me. Yeah. Well, one of the few people that plays country music that I, I, I don't know if it's country really or whatever it is, popular country music that I can stomach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't like Luke Combs the way I do. Well, no, there's a lot of them, but there's it's it's uh it's just the the formula stuff when it sounds like cuz it's it literally is like 15 different guys playing on all those songs. Yes. <laughs> right? Like well, it's the same same guys, they're all Nine to five, going in every day, and that's the music you hear. But like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the fact that there is a real formula, and that's kind of what gets grinds my gears a bit. You know that it's, I don't know, there's just not as much room for creativity in a sense. And if you try to do that, then all of a sudden you don't have a chance in that on those charts, right? Yeah. So you got to toe the line of the way that that music is, and it's just. It really is uh, interesting how how it is. There is, like, in hip-hop, the second someone rhymes party and Bacardi, I'm like, okay, you're not even trying. And there is kind of those same uh, references in country music, like, if if the beer is cold and the girls are hot, I'm like, okay, you're not even trying anymore. But I do like country music that has a sense of humor about it. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of country songs are like, first time I saw her, I couldn't believe her. I noticed her norts, and then there was a neon sign, and I said to my buddies, like, look at that. Like, those aren't great. Um, But some of Luke Combs' songs, for example, he, uh, like, he, his girl dumped him, and he he went on a a luck streak of, like, winning scratch-off tickets and 
um, moose club raffles and stuff. And best of all, he never has to see his future ex-mother-in-law anymore. Like that, yeah. that's funny. I like that. No, for sure. And I, I, I have friends that say they like that guy too, Luke Combs. Like, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't really listen to his music. I don't know if, what kind of country it is, but it's new country. Sure but it's all right. <laughs> um, how about John Tory stepping out <laughs> on his wife for so many years, and then no one does their best work on a Friday afternoon, especially Friday <laughs> afternoon at four fifty-eight, when he's like, "By the way, I'm stepping down." What? Sorry. <laughs> Journalists everywhere were like, thanks, bud. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. And then uh, they're throwing eggs at his office yesterday. Really? Yeah. Did you see the eggs pelting his window? What a strange choice. It's <laughs> just ridiculous. <laughs> Who's like, I know what we should do. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, like, it's... Uh, it's. I guess it's the 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 part about it is like you know why didn't he say anything earlier and what why all of a sudden and you know I, I'm not a big fan of politicians. Well, the word is <laughs> Uncle him, Dog is going to step uh, down as premier because he wants to run for mayor of Toronto. His, he wants his job tried that he tried to get before that he lost to him, right? Yeah. You really? I I guess there's more. He can really get things going there more. Like you think, figure premier, all the kickback deals he's got going, right? Isn't that be- be- bigger and better? I guess putting a Toronto is all the lock and key, big money stuff or what? Like, what does he want to fire up in that kitchen? Or maybe he's like, I don't want to go. Uh, maybe it's because you can nine oh five anymore. No, but maybe it's because you can just kind of hang around longer. I don't know. He doesn't want to have to go to Sarnia to cut a greasy anyway. Like the, that guy doesn't needs to get the fuck out of politics, not in anymore. Like that's just getting out of control. That guy. The longer he talks, the dumber he, more mistakes he makes. I love that they keep pelting him about the the stag and doe questions. Like, don't stop, keep going forever with those. Yeah, keep pressuring him. Like, why the hell does all these dudes need to be at the party here? Like, so greasy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure your daughter grew up with the whatever. I'm not even going to say because I don't want to end up in the fucking backseat of a chop shop, chop shop on Tor York. What did he say? (laughs) What did he say? No, but I'm just saying the the dudes that he's like. Cutting all these deals, like, with the green belt and developers, right? And they're all coming to his kids' stag and doe. Like, really? Like, those are the people that were, like, (laughs) hanging out at the cottage 15 years ago with your kids? Like, oh, yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, dog. So, so bad. Um... (laughs) Remember the I have enough to eat at home? Like, yeah, that's not yeah, that was becoming. That was, that was Rob, right? Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is not becoming Just of an terrible. elected official. No. That shows a those very guys- poor judgment. Those guys are just like, who let the bouncers run the bar? 
<laughs> right? Like what <laughs> are they those guys just sort of like hanging around, <laughs> mouth breathing out front, <laughs> strong arming people in the back, like <laughs> selling dope and drinking out of ca- out of tuna cans. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Lording a tiny like, amount of power over people. They shouldn't have actual power. Just nerve and then power. There's, yeah. There's a, what's the what's the big brother, the scary one? Oh, I forget. But they look like B44. That's when the three of them were photographed together. They look like B440. Randy. It's Randy. <laughs> Is it? Yes. He, oh. he he got like he got he did some is he some stuff like kidnapping or something happened he did something <laughs> some uh, uh, light kidnapping <laughs> Doug Rob and Randy oh brother <laughs> um Jeremy I want to talk about uh, insurance. Oh, it's so I hate insurance. Because the world of, of clipping people's wings for money. Well, sometimes on our, our show, when we talk about things that have happened to us or best practices or um, people listening have uh, great advice or experience True. in this or arena. Ha- or can aid us in some regard, yes. Yeah. So, um, as you know, we have a place in, place in Prince Edward Island. Uh, as you yeah. know, it's it's um, quite close to the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, Hurricane Fiona happened in September, and it yeah. was devastating. It was devastating in Nova Scotia. It was bold, italic, and underlined devastating on Prince Edward Island. So much so, in fact, that we uh, lost our deck and our heat pump was a little mangled, but comparatively, we fared pretty well. To mm-hmm. the point where... I waited a month to put in an insurance claim because I knew so many people uh, was their primary residence or they had more significant damage or I wanted those people to get in the queue before I got in line. Mm -hmm. Um, So I filed a claim in October. Um, And again, I I remember hearing... uh, some insurance person has 3,000 open claims on their computer. So everyone's overwhelmed. They flew in people from other provinces to help. It was a big deal. Lots yeah. of people didn't have power for a really long time. Anyway, I can't, I can't preface enough how aware I am that there are many people that had it much worse. Um, yeah. So I'll stop saying that. At the same time, I buy insurance. Uh, so in events like, first of all, because I have to, and yeah. second of all, because in events like these, uh, you hope that it'll help in some way. And the most you ever want, it's the same with selling a vehicle or doing anything, the most you ever want is to feel like, you know what, that's fair. So for example, we lost our rock wall um, that separates our place from the beach. Um, because the wind and the water and storm surge kind of washed away the wall that was there. Uh, mm. And insurance doesn't cover things that are washed out to sea. So we were out of pocket to rebuild this rock wall, which at a time when gas is crazy, 
it wasn't cheap. Uh, rock itself is expensive. Uh, labor mm-hmm. is expensive. Building materials of every kind are. And uh, I, I know what a luxurious problem it is that um, we were lucky enough to have a place that we <clears> had to pay for the rock wall being rebuilt. Like, I, in other words, I understand that things happen that are out of the scope of coverage. I, I understand that. Paid for the mm-hmm. rock wall, didn't question it or complain or try to sneak it through insurance or anything. But the deck I felt was uh, kind of a different story because it is, uh, was kind of ripped off the place. And like I said, the heat pump was sort of twisted in the process. And the deck starts out front but goes all the way around to the side, etc. So I asked in October when I filed a complaint, should I just take pictures and clean it up or get the work done and we'll figure it out later or leave it so uh, the appraiser can go look at it? Couldn't get an answer. So I was um, pawned off to this woman from Winnipeg or Calgary who was in PEI just kind of helping do claims. I asked her if I should clean it up or leave it. Uh, She said, I'm going to try to get out there. A few weeks went by. I checked in. Again, not trying to bug you, well aware how busy you are, just wondering what I should be proactively doing. She ultimately says, I'm leaving tomorrow, going home. Um, I'm going to find another uh, appraiser or adjuster, whatever they're called for you. Uh, They will be in touch. They weren't. I went to my insurance company and said, haven't heard from anyone. Is this normal? Just want to make sure I'm in the queue. He wrote back and said, let me find out. I ended up hearing from someone who put me in touch with someone else. This person was local. So uh, I was in touch with this person a couple of times and saying, hey, what do you need from me? Should I clean it up? Should I leave it? What should I do? Um, So ultimately, uh, she says, I'm going to go next week could you have a contractor meet me there so this ended up being january so the i didn't clean up the damage it's kind of lying there um in pieces i think i sent you a picture like a big telephone pole looking thing uh, mm-hmm. smashed the deck in half might have come from the bottom of the ocean might have come from somewhere else. It's hard to say because, as you know, a hurricane is a combination of wind and water. Insurance covers mm. one. It doesn't cover the other. Crazy. So they go to look at it January 10th. I send her an email, say, how did it go? She says, great. Um, I sent all the stuff off to the insurance company. We'll be in touch. All right. Sounds good. So I get an email on whatever Tuesday this week saying, uh, got everything back from the insurance company. Sorry to say you're not covered for anything. It was caused by storm surge and your policy carves that out. Let me know if you have any questions. So zero dollars. Wow. Meanwhile, my neighbors on the street, again, who had it much worse, I know for a fact received settlements. So I was telling my friend Jeff that I was working with this week that uh, this was kind of the sequence of events. By the way, I sent it to the guy at my insurance company. He was like, huh, that's weird. Do they think it was wind or did the damage happen from wind or water? Like, I I don't know. Wind. Both. Maybe. Like, only the good Lord could say. Um, Mm. So I was telling my friend Jeff about it. He said, on my street... 
actually love this story. There was a hailstorm, and houses all along the street, the siding was damaged. And the people mm-hmm. on both sides of me were getting new siding. And the guy came to look at my house and he said, eh, I think you're all right. Um, and Jeff said, well, what about the people on both sides of me? And he's like, well, they must have missed your house. He's like, so the hailstorm hit the houses on both sides of mine, but not mine. And the guy was like, if you don't like it, get a second opinion. So Jeff's like, don't mind if I do. Calls the company and says, can you send someone to come look at it? I want a second opinion. The same guy shows up <laughs> and Jeff says, what are you doing here? And the guy says, we're short staffed. Oh no. So Jeff says, well, th- this isn't going to work. I want to see your boss. So the boss comes out and Jeff sees him coming down the sidewalk and Jeff opens the door and walks out and the boss stops him and says, look, you're getting new siding. It's obvious. So the, the questions I have include, is getting a second opinion normal? Of course the person working it for like the you... company that's going to pay is going to choose to interpret that it was probably the way they don't have to pay that the damage happened. Does Is it like going to court over a speeding ticket? You'll probably get something. Does the squeaky wheel get the grease? Like, you just want to feel like, okay, that's fair. And I guess I don't feel like the outcome is particularly fair. Well, it, it seems like you have to push and push and push and push, and then they'll do something. Otherwise, you just get screwed. Well, and I kind of feel like the Canadian government and CRA, like, okay, guys, we overspent on CERB. Let's batten down the hatches and audit everyone because we need to make some money. So in this particular case where everyone has had to pay out everywhere for everything, are they being particularly hard-lined about stuff that's sort of cuspy. Yeah. Um, so it, it can't be a very fun job. It can't be a very fun email to write. I know that she is an independent adjuster. She doesn't work for the company. But it, I think it's probably safe to assume all things being equal. If it might have been a bit of column A and a bit of column B and column A they're off the hook and column B they have to pay... They're going to try for column A, but I just don't like, as a consumer, being in a position where suddenly I have to kind of be firm and say, what the heck? So I I thought a lot about it and, and asked a lot of people, again, people on my street who have received money from their insurance companies. And apparently second opinion is not uncommon. So I wrote... Uh, her and the guy from my insurance company back and said, is this true that a second opinion is possible? Um, I'm aware that a lot of this is outside the realm of my policy. I already paid for the rock wall, but do I have any other options? Is a second opinion an option or do you both feel like you can honestly say we did our very best for you? Because if, if you genuinely believe that, I would like to hear that too. Um, so what happened? Haven't heard still back. still waiting? Yeah. Haven't heard back. Man. And the, the answer might be nothing. Or sorry, like, if if a terse email is all it takes to reverse a decision, then everyone would know, okay, I have to send a terse email. But I don't know, man. I just feel like I'm in three unions. I pay into insurance in all of those. And... Carol will get a crown and they're like, sorry, we don't cover that. Like, what? 
What yeah. am I paying for? We have these trailers, as you know. We have trucks to pull the trailers. Um, we have vehicles. Like, we pay so much in insurance and get nothing ever. Not trying right. to get away with anything. But in a way, I feel like the industry approaches the consumer as though the consumers are trying to screw them. And for consumers that genuinely aren't, mm -hmm. it, you don't really ever get a leg up. No, it's even, it's even any kind of insur auto insurance. Like I pay so much just because I got one speeding ticket just before I applied for the insurance to, to, to uh, you know, renegotiating a new insurance. So it ends it. <laughs> It was like, an, I don't know, an extra 500, 600 bucks just because of the ticket. It's like, it's the worst. It's the worst. And the language is so open to interpretation. Like, uh, am I protected from hurricanes? Yes. Am I protected from storm surge? Yes. Oh, but you're not protected from storm surge as a result of hurricanes. Yeah. Sorry, man. Huh? Yeah. Anyway, the temptation, especially <clears throat> in this day and age is to uh, like mention them publicly and say you're not happy. And that's probably the fastest way to a more satisfying result. But I, mm -hmm. I, I want to be very selective about when I choose to do that. I like to give as many props as I do uh, knuckle wraps. But at the same time, I, I don't feel very satisfied. But how much does that job suck? Hey, everyone, uh, you're not getting nothing, okay? Thanks. Yeah, no, I don't, like, a huge wave comes and takes your house and knocks it off its foundation and takes the roof away, and you never see the roof, so that means uh, it's not, it's like the wind didn't do it, so you got to pay for that? Well, here, here's the other thing, like, you know the sort of urban myth that if you go to court with a speeding ticket and ask the police officer to prove the last time the radar had been serviced. Oh, yeah. Or when the that batteries were changed, that's sort of the way off. Like, am I, as a consumer, allowed to say, can you prove to me how this was... You, like, when you went to see it four months later... Yeah. Can you prove how to me that storm down. surge did this instead of wind? Like, what's the science there? Yeah. But that's what. But that's bizarre that it's even a thing. Like, I guess you're like, well, you built a house by the ocean, right? If it's the water, is that yeah. the thing? Yeah. Anything that goes out to sea is not. Coming. <laughs> Man, no. Anytime we'll, there's a surge, though, like things all go out, don't they? Well, hopefully like, now with this rock wall, which, as I mentioned, was not inexpensive, and yeah. certainly not covered, but. Again, I feel just because I'm wired this way that I need to say it one last time. I know how this is not a problem. It's a, a bit of a bummer. And it's a wonderful problem to have. Like, I get all Yeah, that. but, I, I mean, there could be someone that, you know, that's uh, that's it. And they, their house was destroyed. And, like, that was maybe in their family for a long time. And that's, like, they lost it, you know? Well, and I'm at, sure that's going on. At the same on. time, I'm still a paying customer. I still paid for protection for something and the dude from my company was like well yeah that seems crazy okay uh get in there bud anyway yeah. let's take a break let's take a break
Yellow. So get get this. I'm talking a lot. It's been a minute. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> I dropped my phone a lot, and my screen was cracked. No. So it's an iPhone 11. I've had it for a couple of years, but the size is fine. It works fine. I don't need a bigger screen or more memory or any of that stuff. So yeah. in a rare moment of uh, Buddy from Street Sense, I was like, you know what? I think I can just have the screen replaced. So I yeah. take it to um, uh, Fly By Night Screen oh. Repairs Inc. <laughs> oh, in the mall. <laughs> Yeah. And I said, we're going to uh, have breakfast. Can I just leave it with you? And he's like, yeah, sure, my guy, or whatever. Um, so I said, okay, maybe I need a, like a screen protector, too. And he's like, I got you. Don't worry about it. Uh, so I come back to get the phone, and the screen is yeah. indeed fixed. But he takes my case off and says, I just need to show you one thing. Your battery has swollen, and so the screen won't... Go all the way down on one side. What? So it's like sticking up. Oh, so it's like on it's like there's side. a corner, a corner like that's not all the way in. Well, it's not even a corner; it's the whole side. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? So he so said, like a- uh, "Your battery is swollen, uh, but come back next week, and I'll I'll replace your battery for you." Again, taking people at their word. So yeah. It's 126 like, bucks for my screen. That's not even like all the way in properly. He probably like took out a bunch of like expensive pieces. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put um, in a swollen, swollen battery, whatever the fuck that means. Well, so like, what is that? Well, I swollen battery. Swollen battery, and it's like it. It happens if you overcharge your battery, for example, and it gets really uh, hot. Or okay. it's just old, or yeah. it's just kind of done. So I do overcharge my battery. There is a good chance it's swollen, but how come yeah. I've never heard of it before? And suddenly I'm into Man, this, this repair a- for 126 bucks, and Bullshit. a new iPhone 11 is like 500. Yeah, no, it's the same old, same old. Like, why all of a sudden, like, um, things don't last? And there's now there's reasons like this that 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 the phones breaks on you it's like i you know we're looking for appliances like a washer dryer and <laughs> been like keeping an eye out for like a good one right and uh we're talking to the to the like the lady at home depot or whatever or, or lowe's or whatever place you're in and she's she was like I'm like, well, you know, we, because we still have the ones here that are originally in the house that are from 1991, oh, wow. and they work, they work fine, but they like they're just they could be better in terms of the power that they take and the water, and sometimes the water takes too long. So anyway, they're fine, but they could be better. Obviously, 30 years old, but it's like we're in there and and we're like, well, the ones we have are like thirty years old. They still work. And she's like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, you'll never find anything like that here. <laughs> I'm like, what? What the hell is oh, that? She even mean? said it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, what the hell is that supposed to be? Like, well, I mean, these ones last maybe five to ten years. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Like, how is that a thing now? Like, and then any parts to like fix them <laughs> cost no, but how more is that than a- just switching them out. How is that a plus? In uh, innovation, like, well, how did what the like? What, what's the problem here, man? 
Yeah. Like, cars last five years when they used to last forever. And all appliances would last your whole life. Even old TVs would last forever, man. Not anymore. And now everything breaks within, like, three or four years. You're supposed to get used to that? And spending $1,000 on a phone that only really lasts for... Uh, like a year and a half after that it starts to the batteries starts to cack a bit and year two there's always something wrong with it and then year two, three and four you're like yeah there's this issue and this and like it's not that old well that's why i thought it was very like, man, those those nokia plastic things those things last still are fine right remember those ones yeah they're great <laughs> like what the hell i had a motorola razor flip phone Best phone I ever had, man. Um, I, it, it's funny. I remember te- yeah, texting you back in the day on the flip phone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> classic. Well, by the way, I also remember living in the States at that time and having a $25 a month North America wide yeah, yeah. unlimited calling and texting plan. But I would text you with my uh, a Canadian one and just get hammered like with that. Like 75 cents text. text. <laughs> yes. Um, um, and meanwhile, I'm in Manhattan Beach and you're in Venice. Yeah. It costs us $5 each to talk, to say what's up. Well, this is the weird <laughs> thing. Like, I, It was kind of out of character for me to, to realize, why don't I just get the screen fixed? Instead of going, oh, I should probably call it and switch it out. Like, Indigo has a collection of old phones because everyone in our extended family knows when you're finished with your phone, save it and send it to Indy. Um, because she loves technology. Mm-hmm. So the, the rub is, like, Bell doesn't even want your phone back when you get a new phone. Yeah. Because there's no, they don't really have a use for them. So it's not even like, well, trade it in and we'll give you 300 bucks for your old one. And that'll take the price off your new one. They're like, throw that one out and here's a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hook you up for a two-year deal. Let's get her going. Yeah. So now... two-year deal so this phone becomes like just greasy and old. So now my conundrum is I'm into this replacing my phone or fixing the phone that I have. I'm into it for $126 for the screen and installation and protector. And he's like, yeah, all you need now is a new battery because your battery's swollen. Come back next week, I'll fire a new battery in it. Do I do that or do I just cut my losses and buy a new phone? Yeah, I think you got to buy the new phone or try and get like, uh, do you have any, do you have a deal like what at Rogers or Bell? Like you might have an upgrade where you can just call them and you had like a hundred bucks for a, a new phone for but yeah you got to rope yourself in for two years well i'll probably need a phone but you're doing it anyway that's like it's all saying they rope you with cable or i know do i double down you know on fixing the one that i have or just cut my losses on 126 and move on no because i don't think that <laughs> there's gonna be something wrong with your phone the longer you take it to that guy yeah i uh, I got my screen fixed once at the Pacific Mall, which is like everything's fake or cheap in there. Yeah. It was like a hundred bucks. But like from from <laughs> then on after if my screen was never like bright as much <laughs> as bright and this like 
uh, sometimes it would stick scrolling. Oh. Yeah. So well, I was like, and it just started to deteriorate fast afterwards. Funny, when he handed me the phone, there was a warning on the screen that was like, are you sure, guy? Like, this might not be a legit Apple thing, was pretty much the warning on the screen. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's an iPhone with an F. Yeah, well, that's why, like, usually if it's a year with Apple Care, doesn't matter, no questions asked, they'll replace it. Really? But. If you go after that, I think it start unless unless you keep it up or I don't know the the specifics. But if you have insurance like the Apple Care, then you're fine, and it'll be more. It won't be like the five hundred bucks again with insurance. I don't feel insurance. like I have. I don't think I have Apple Care. I think I was like, you know what? No, probably not anymore. Spent enough on this phone already. I'm not getting your yeah. stupid Apple Care. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, ha like if you drop it a week later. I also, um, like my charge hole was dirty <laughs> and loose. What do you call it? You where, know, you char- where you stick the charger in there. Yeah, yeah the, charge the charge hole. hole. <laughs> it just sounds, charge- so, sounds so greasy. The charge hole had lint okay. and fuselage and debris in it. And the talk holes too, like just full. I of guess just so like I, I went chatterbox. Uh, yeah, it has like bits of uh, Taco Bell and lint. I went to uh, the Genius Bar, and a woman was kind enough to um, suck it out for me. She sucked out did my you, charge hole, and it's been did you do the, oh, You think you're so smart, eh? <laughs> yeah, Genius Bar. <laughs> Imagine your sister brings a guy home for Thanksgiving. You're like, where do you work? And he works at the Genius Bar. Yeah. Ponytail and wire rim glasses. And a bit of a British accent. (laughs) So Du Bois had their formal. Yeah, the boys uh, went to to uh, their formal in high school. And I guess it's, it's cool because it's the first time that they... Since you know COVID, that they're all together and allowed to to do it. Um, so it's uh, the, oh, it was right. the whole a couple hundred people and so dancing. And what did they do? Just dancing and dinner and tunes. Um, do they go in groups or do they go with that special? They're someone? like at, you're. They're at like tables of, of like whatever, like the groups of of 10 or something on each table or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if they're like, no, will you be my date? I'm sure there were some kids that did that, but not my kids and their, like their friends. They were just like all going together and having fun, obviously just together with everybody. So is anyone sort of zoning in on anyone else yet? I don't want to, I feel like it's personal yeah. to talk about on the That's pod because I think if my if they heard it, they'd be like, "Oh my god!" Of of course, right? So, so not specifically but I could, about I could, them, I, but in I, their I, friend I could, group, are there any couples yet? Yeah, yeah. I could speak in general, like you know, uh, I, I know like one of them was like somebody asked if they could, uh, be, like be their you know significant other. Oh wow. And they asked us, like, what do we thought? And we were like, well, it's kind of 
you're young and it's you know that take takes time up of your life if you if you you know if you want to do it that's just that it's probably you have to i think you should be way more casual about something like that at this mm. age and they were actually on the same page so that's the cool thing is is uh they were like yeah that's you know just maybe not not ready for something like that yet by so the that's way good. that's a major parenting win that you're the people they're bouncing stuff off yeah of for that sure. nature like that's the best yeah, no, we feel good about that. Yeah. But I mean that's that's and I think they're really in like they're really bonded with their group of friends. So that's kind of cool for now, you know? Because, and then they're like what Because what's of the COVID concern specifically or because I, they're Well, I just think kids? A, well, I just think relationships at, you know, 14, 15, 16, it's just kind of more you you're you're doing it kind of in the sense of like oh you know somebody wants it's it's something you hear about like someone has a boyfriend or someone likes a girl so they're dating but it just always seems like they're still so youthful in a sense and i know back in the day people were getting married at 16 and stuff mm-hmm. but just in terms of de- you know the developing kids minds they're just kind of exper- they're just getting life going you know so it's not necessary to commit to somebody at at such a young age when you're just trying to feel out life and get a feel for what what the the people around you in general you know to to be able to understand how you uh make decisions and learn and and grow as opposed to like a a, re- a relationship it's like there's this all of a sudden connection with someone else and it just adds to uh the difficulty of growth at that age i think you know it's just too complicated for that moment (laughs) how old were you when you had your first kind of serious deal late teens yeah yeah late teens but don't forget i was on the road at 17 so i was pretty young when i was in the band touring so i was also like kind of um trying to trying to figure my way in that so i i think uh 18 i had a girlfriend how much older are Dubois than you a few years uh like six seven years seven oh, wow. seven seven eight years yeah old, like right, definitely so at 17 like, that's a huge difference yeah like they were like 25 and i was seven 18 years old so yeah like I, 17, 18. So, so a big were they difference. like engaged and thinking about kids and stuff and you didn't have a driver's license yet? Yeah, no, definitely. In obviously, terms of that, 28 yeah. and 34, it's well, the I, same, but I 17 think, and 24 I, is a big deal. Well, I think John's going to be 17 in March. You know, like that's my son, wow. and like he's just a little baby to me. I imagine him hitting the road wow. and going out and, you know, like that's insane. So. And I was like playing clubs and stuff at fifteen, sixteen too. So like just to be out, hanging out in bars and playing music at that age. But I, you know, I was cool. I was never doing any foolishness and drinking or doing any drugs. I was just learning about music. So, um, 
I don't know. I think the difference is uh, having something that you're passionate about early and you just kind of do that. So, I mean, not, you know, John and Jack are just kind of at that stage where they're trying to figure out what they want to do, maybe what, what, uh, what kind of university uh, courses that they want to take, all that kind of where they want to go. Wild. Like that's that's the age that they're at is just trying to figure out what what they uh, where, how to start out their their schooling and finish up to to the pathway of what kind of job that they want to have or what they want to do. Not necessarily job, but even uh, ideas of what they want to do for work. Right. Same with Annalise. She's like she's always liked. Uh, wanted to be a doctor of some regard since she was a little kid. So she's she's uh, just pushing away and working away. But I still feel like it's it, she's probably the only one of all the kids that has like an ambition of this is what I want to do and I really like this. You know, it's not necessarily I want to be this, but it's just I really like uh, what doctors do and was interested in, in the, the the books of of anatomy and and uh the body and learning about health and also <coughs> like she loves an animals and so you know maybe a doctor or a vet or, or something like that so it's it's a uh, you just kind of watch them figure things out and it's kind of it's kind of rare to have a, want to do something you know what i mean be like when you're that young even in your if, uh, 16 17 um, it's pretty rare to have like, oh, this is exactly what I want to do. It's mostly just trying to figure out what you might like because <laughs> you don't even really know what you want to do yet. <laughs> I always think of uh, Jim Carrey saying his dad would have loved to have been a comedian, but he yeah. got a job in accounting because he wanted to provide for his family and he hated it. Mm -hmm. And he got fired as an accountant and I forget the line, but it's something like you can fail at something you hate, so you might as well fail at something you love. Yeah, big time. What a beautiful sentiment. For sure. That's, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Big props to Jim. Um, question for you. Uh, but anyway, sorry, with the whole, you know, the kids had a great time. It was awesome to, to see how much fun they had and, uh, just to, to be social with a, a, a big group. So did know? parents, like, go take pictures? Like, was that kind of deal, too? Um, no, more like drop-off and pick-up styles. Like, like stay away from the kids. suits? <laughs> yeah, they're all dressed up nice. in suits and dresses and, yeah, formal gathering. Did the girls get carried Entire. away with, like, sequin gowns and, like, went bananas? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah. Um, what is they were all dressed up like adults, which was a little bit crazy to think. Kind of weird seeing to see, your kids right? go out there. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yet at 17, you probably felt like you knew yeah. stuff. Yeah. So you just kind of take a grain of salt because you think back. It's like, I can actually remember this age. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're like, okay, it's just like, it's your world now. It's getting closer and closer to your own decisions and your own moves. So Crazy. It's it's important to keep that in mind at this point, right? The transition of like, because they also at this point have that kind of instinctual rebellion, 
that they don't even realize. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like that instinct that that's primal that's supposed to allow humans to be able to go out and do things for themselves is to kind of rebel against the 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 parental figure so they can think that they can do things yeah, on their course. own. You know, it's so that perfectly that, natural. That's inherent already when with stuff. So I always think about it as just just they're passionate about something and it goes away in terms of like if an anger spike, you know. But like I have to understand that too cuz at some levels as a parent, you can't you can't give advice in certain things if you feel like you're you know not not qualified too, right? You can't just be a psychologist <laughs> and think you know everything. Hmm. So Sometimes you have to reach out and try and find out other things with, with the kids, right? So um, there's been uh, just a lot of learning in that regard of like uh, not thinking that you can give them advice on everything and, and uh, realizing that, that, that uh, um, there are professionals for reasons, right? And just lots of different things to help. This is my uh, question for you. What do your kids' schools do about cell phones? They're allowed to have them. So it's like Just free period. for all. Yeah. They, they'll say like, hey, pay attention. But a lot of kids do their phone work on their phones. Do they? Right. Absolutely, yeah. So they can do all the same programs with their mobile phone. So with that in mind because you know uh most people have laptops but now you're seeing kids just doing it on their phones and you can't really say you need more technology to tell every kid because sometimes they can't afford it right so but every um, kid in Annalise's is on school, their phone every kid has a phone in high school not not Annalise. she doesn't have a phone yet doesn't she no um, the girls- we, we give them a, we give them a phone in high school just because that's the first time they're away from us. So in that's terms the of rule, the, you know, dropping them off and picking them up. They're not right across the street like before, so we need a line of communication. That's why. Totally fair. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, I'm kind of a two minds about it. There's a a bit of a phone debate going on in the They always school. use safety, right, to get it and you're like, "No, cuz right, there's a, that's the, the the line the kids will try to sell to get the phone." Well, there's apparently a TikTok trend where you take pictures under the door of a bathroom stall. Oh yeah, that's and, yeah. And so that that I think has been happening either once or more than once and I'm not mm-hmm. feeling that at all. No. So if it, if the question is, should kids be allowed to have phones in school or should kids feel safe going to the bathroom? That is a very easy answer for me. Yeah, um, well, that's, there's, the, but they have phones and it's like somehow gotten past it. So it's not, it's, a, you, you can't stop that now. Well, this is, so that's, that's a safety concern is what you're talking about. It's like, you know, if some kids are, be in dirt balls in the in the bathrooms. I I guess that's that's the thing. Like either we 
we accept that kids have and need phones or we don't. And if we're saying, no, of course they do, they need to have them, then you have to figure out how do you police things like that. Yeah, I, I think it's like it, it ha- the, the uh, dam burst. Like I was on team, forget it, no phone. But since they're doing it and there's no stopping it, then there's nothing you can do. Like you can't so stop it. So you just it. need it's to so- have consequences I for abusing them. Well, I can't believe that they allowed it. I can't believe that they didn't just say no phones. Like you can have your phone, but it's got to be away. I don't know how they passed it. Some lawyer somehow won a case or something. Well, so the the thing with any rule is there are exceptions to it. So uh, no phones allowed in school. Okay. Um, my kid is diabetic, and they use their phone to test their blood sugar. Exactly. Okay, well, your it's, kid so can there have you go. My kid has anxiety and needs to be able to text me. Okay. Yeah. Then it starts uh, getting the trickle down becomes enough reasons and you you know enough loopholes that you can't really argue them anymore and the next thing you know if 20 kids have phones well exactly and then some parents are the ones saying i need yes, to be able to get in touch too. with my kid or my kid yeah. needs their phone because xyz and then suddenly oh, yeah. the principal the helicopters example, who's already uh um run ragged and spread thin now has to police who gets a phone and who doesn't. And I, yeah, no, I and then you're in, done. In our case, uh, uh, the principal might argue like, you guys bought them phones. Why is it my responsibility yeah, to police that, it? it? I can't disagree with that. Are the girls asking for phones? Nope. No? No, they got um, Apple watches. Uh, and they... That's, that's we, pretty much the phone. Yeah, <laughs> but they have... <laughs> Here's what I didn't know about an Apple Watch. They have to have a phone nearby connected to the internet. Yeah. De- yes, to use, yeah. So neither of them is like, please, 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 can I have a phone? They're not, Indy's really interested in technology, but she's not like, I feel like I'm missing out on the Snapchats and the TikToks and stuff. Like, Oh, yeah, they don't need that anyway. They're not into Forget that, that at stuff. all. Yeah. Um, but it's just a really interesting debate, and I feel like it's a societal issue and question more than it should fall to the educators who are already like, for example, okay, let's make a rule where when you come in the classroom, you put your phone in a basket. Then suddenly the teacher's having to say, Dennis, I see your phone on your lap. Bring it over here and put it in the basket when there are already enough disruptions. Oh, no, it's just another layer. But and to, again, to just say like everyone has a phone and I don't care if anyone pays attention, that doesn't feel right either. I always, no, I always just, come back to bank machines. Like before bank machines, we just had to know on Friday, you better get enough cash to last you till Monday. And we somehow managed. So why is it now we can't manage without them? Yeah, no, that's it. It's like, uh, the, the, and the need pro- is so subjective. What, like, what do you mean my kid needs a phone? It would be your kid's preference <laughs> to have a phone in class. Okay. Your yeah. kid doesn't need a phone. And some of the anxiety, at least I'm guessing, is related to your kid having a phone and feeling pressure to stay up to date on Snapchat and all the things. And again, like I know with rules, there are exceptions and valid ones to every single one. 
Um, but I think in some cases we're not doing them favors. There you go, bud. Insurance and phones. There's my rants for the week. And my phone with the new screen just died. So good chatting, buds. <laughs>